Hello, I'm Scott Sosh. I'm Evan Novi Williams. And I'm Michael Barr, and this is the Bloomberg Business of Sports Podcast, where we, 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 you're back, Barr's back, explore the big money issues in the world of sports. By the way, I brought you guys something. I'm holding my Hershey bar with the Reese's Pieces in it. That's, yeah, you know one what? One for me, one for Jackson. Thank you very much. I'm sure Jackson will find his. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> I had a box of cookies and cream Hershey bars, too. But, uh, you know, I kept that. Anyway, uh, let's start. Uh, big, shiny new contract extension for New England Patriots quarterback Tom Brady, who turned 42 over the weekend. Did he turn 42? Not a bad 42. birthday gift, right? Yeah. $70 million extension. Well, we have two things with Brady that we want to discuss. One, yes, he's got the new deal, and somehow the Patriots figure out a way to free up some money now and amortize. A lot, a lot of franchises kick those contracts down the road, but the Patriots put the money to work well. They usually do. So uh, you can bet that uh, their, their capologists are uh, figuring ways to sign the players they need. And secondly, Brady has now signed with Endeavor, for the off-the-field stuff. So he's finishing up the football part of his career while now planning the post-football part. Evan, Is he finishing the football part? <laughs> I think I think this will be the last one. I would think this would be the last one. He'll be 44 at the end of this 44. deal. Has said he wants to play until he's 45. Uh, is already defying... I, I read today, no 42-year-old quarterback has ever started 16 games in a season. Yeah, that's so hard. he is already it's hard entering. It's for a twenty-two-year-old quarterback to start sixty. Yeah, have you, have he's you already seen what the NFL has territory. become? Ask Marcus six Mariota. Six three forty coming into running a four five. Right? Yeah, it's it, it's hard for anybody to play all those games. So, what sort of thing do you think? What what awaits Brady? What what is CAA doing? I'm sorry, if I said CAA, I think the folks at um, at IMG and Endeavor would be very upset with me. He signed with Endeavor, William Morris Endeavor. Um, <laughs> a little which, different. Yeah, a little different. <laughs> uh, apologies. Um, what do you? What sorts of things do you think that he will do after football? What's he looking to do? More of his nutrition and fitness line. Oh, I stuff? think that he's been pushing that uh, for several seasons. Yeah, yeah I think I see that big yeah, time. But Endeavor, you don't need that. You don't need Endeavor yeah, for that. He's like, not going to the booth. I can tell you that. No, you wouldn't think so. Yeah. A little Burt Reynolds action. Yeah. Cannonball Run 9? Yeah, that could be. Man. I think uh, I, they should make a Cannonball Run every two years. Like with the new whoever's hot That was in one of Hollywood. the best movies. Man, <laughs> man I, I would watch that thing. I, they should make it. Tom Brady, William Morris Endeavor, Cannonball Run. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, to go back to your question, yeah, it certainly seems as though TB12 is, you know, the, the nutrition, the lifestyle, that, that seems to be the area that he's looking to to, to pedal in when he's done. Um but he, I mean, he has his trainer Alex Guerrero has kind of a, a, a spotty history. There's some uh, controversial, there, for sure. yeah, yes. a controversial spotty. Yeah, there are some things that I think WME has to kind of get around if they're going to promote the things that he's promoting kind of more widespread. I mean, we have his book on on my desk. There's a page in that book that says that he drinks water to avoid getting sunburned. Right there, there's some, some quasi science. Wait, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. Yeah, wait a minute, there's wait, some quasi science <laughs> built into some of the things that Tom Brady has sold. What, but, what but, does what does that mean? If you drink water, you won't get sunburned. I mean, if you're out in the sun and you don't have protection, you're going to get sunburned. Listen, I, I'm not. I didn't write the book. <laughs> I read the book. Um, but yeah, I, I think that yeah, certainly lifestyle. And and he's you know he is the the best seller of his own product right he's 42 years old in a sport where people don't he's last still, this yeah, people, long people don't realize he's it's still amazing what on he's the done NFLPA's sales list now this is in, this includes all licensed merchandise not just jerseys right 
But even so, Tom Brady's been playing football for a long time. I can't imagine anybody who's a Patriots fan that doesn't have the 12 jersey, the hat, the shirt, the bobblehead, the the beer opener, the ping pong game. He's still, still number one. I remember him back in the days, back in my old Detroit days, where he was with Michigan. The University of Michigan. I remember mean, when Donovan McNabb in Syracuse went in and beat Michigan? Yeah. That, remember that day? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I just want to make sure we brought, we brought that up. Thank you, man. You I appreciate it. The big that. house wasn't so big that day. Oh, uh, my. Anyway, I mean, that's how long this guy has been playing. You got to tip your hat to the guy. I don't care what you say about the Patriots. You, you got to, like, give the big salute, man. And he still has a little ways to go, by the way, to catch his wife, Giselle, in the earnings. So you yeah, better well. start selling some stuff. Uh, from the oh no department, Barcelona says Lionel Messi has strained his right calf and will not travel to the U.S. for two preseason games. Oh no, boy! If you're Barcelona and you're coming to the U.S. for exhibition games, and you tell the fans that Lionel Messi will not be there, I mean that in my mind that goes from a ten must see. To a no offense to the other players, but what do you say, Eben? To a six? Yeah, certainly. I mean, uh, the the news comes at a bad a bad time for, for fans who've already, already bought yeah. who've already bought tickets. Um, yeah, we we talk about it a lot on this show. Barcelona was one of those teams, one of the first teams to have opened an office here in New York. As as most major European teams, they they recognize a huge growth opportunity here in the U.S. and that's why they're over here. They're playing two games against Napoli uh, this week, but. You're right, Scott. The the people who are buying tickets to that, the number one person on both those teams that they want to see is Messi. And the fact that he's not not traveling with the team, not going to be there, uh, that's a tough one. If Ronaldo doesn't step on, if his team is playing and Messi doesn't step on, you cannot get into a situation where these tours are happening and the star players either don't go at all or play 10 minutes as a reserve or leave early. The people want to see the stars. This is a star-driven endeavor. They, they don't want the rank and file. I hate to say it. It's not just about the soccer game. It's not about the jersey. It's about seeing the best players in the world that they don't get a chance to see live. And this is this is not the first time this has happened. And yep. you know these are games in, in Michigan and Miami. And this is one of the reasons why there is this push now to get a La Liga game here in Miami. Because at the end of the day, most of these games are preseason games or exhibitions and I don't know how serious Messi's injury is but there's a good chance that this is a kind of minor thing but they don't want it to flare up for the for, for as, the moment these as games two actually people start. have had calf, inju- uh, calf injuries <laughs> you and I yeah I, f- I still fear start just darting across the street to, to beat traffic because I just feel like my calf is going to pop and this I think is a about it later. daily but I'm right. not I'm also not messy <laughs> Okay. I the man is the, I understand. the peak of athleticism in the world but yeah. he's not 25 messy anymore sure no that's true yeah But according to what they're saying, that it's discomfort in his right leg. It sounds like a a hockey injury, you know. But Mm. but that could be anything. Like you said, I mean, it's like you you strain your calf, man. That's no good. It it takes a while. That's all I'll say. It takes a while. Let's move on. The Philly fanatic. Now, how in the world can the Philly fanatic be controversial? Well, here's why. Well, the fanatic Uh, himself (laughs) is not controversial. Well, but the copyright is. The mascot, that's that's where the problem's coming in. So the Phillies, they're in a legal battle over the ownership rights to their mascot. Yeah, the company that created the team's mascot, the fanatic, you know, rides the, the ATVs around. I mean, really a great mascot costume. 
the company that created the Fanatic is threatening to make said Fanatic a free agent, meaning like anybody can use it. At this point, though, would I even be nervous if I'm the Phillies? Because that mascot is so closely identified with that team. Pick another team that would throw the Fanatic out there and have it try to have that association with your franchise. It just wouldn't work. The funny thing is that a lot of teams have essentially tried to copy it. Oh, in their yeah. own they have their yes. own big furry, you yes. know, amorphous looking thing that yes. does that does funny things. <laughs> uh, but, and sometimes it works, sometimes it look at Gritty also in Philly. Gritty, sure. Gritty, huge I, success. The first time yeah. I, I'm I'm gonna I'll, I'll fess up. I saw Gritty, I'm like, this thing's awful. And then all of a sudden it's the hottest mascot in sports. It grew yeah. on you. It didn't. I still think it's ridiculous. But I, so I'm one person. The masses love it. I, I recommend actually. So, so the the Phillies are suing this company, Harrison Erickson, essentially claiming unjust enrichment and, and breach of good faith because they had an agreement in 1984 that the Phillies claim gave them the rights in perpetuity uh, to the fanatic moving forward. I recommend people read this thing. The lawsuit is amazing. The, the third line in the lawsuit is about uh, Phillies VP Bill Giles' original idea for a green, fat, furry, big nosed, and instantly accessible to children mascot. I think that's amazing. And you go through, you know, it goes through all the, the money, et cetera. You know, th- this firm made $200,000 in the first two years. But again, into sports business, of, who's thinking that this this contentious relationship is happening over the fanatic? This is what I love about what we do. There's, there's, there's <laughs> even the tons of money. There's, there's half. I mean, this is uh, this dollars is over half a million dollars in today's money. This contract has been renegotiated so many Multiple times, times already. Yeah. Yes. Uh, by the way, is is the San Diego chicken still around? Uh, the baseball bunch TV show with Tommy Lasorda is not, but I'm sure the chicken must make appearance. The chicken, the chicken is that's the. I mean, that was identifiable to me when I was, you know, when I had, you know, not gray in my hair. But mm-hmm. it, it's, you know, it, that's about as strong as a mascot relationship that I can think of. The Philly fanatic. I mean, that's this is Philly. Right. There's also some fun legalese in here about costume versus sculpture. <laughs> and and whether the the original photo of the Philly fanatic, which was the the costume on somebody in its full form, whether that was a misrepresentation of the trademark because what they were really trademarking is just the costume, which is just a, a lump of clothing and does not have a person inside of it. The, the part that I remember the most, this is my one Philly fanatic thing that stands out in my head. Do you guys remember the time he was sort of like like going behind the the uh, the SUV, like almost like like he was. Um, water skiing or something, being pulled around, mm. and he hit the wall. Do you remember this one? No. So the guy inside, obviously, it would have like broke his leg. The leg was going side. Look at an NFL injury where the leg was going sideways. Ooh. And you know inside is this pain and suffering, and yet all you have is this big smiley furry head. <laughs> so, it was so incongruous to like the reality of, oh, my God, this guy is suffering inside. But look at that big, goofy, smiley face. Why are you making me laugh? That's something that's anyway, terrible. Because we like to leave people with laughter. Oh, man. Anyway. Oh, by the way, take you got two Hershey bars, uh, Mr. Scott. Yeah. One is for Jackson. And I'm saying it on the air now so Jackson knows that he's got a candy bar coming home. That implies that Jackson listens to his father on the <laughs> podcast. This is the Bloomberg Business of Sports Podcast. I'm Michael Barr, along with Scott Soschnick and Evan Novi williams We are here each and every Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday exploring the world of money and sports. Join us again at the end of the week when we speak with investor, entrepreneur, and philanthropist Mark Ein, who is the lead investor in the City Open tennis tournament in Washington interesting earlier stuff this from month. Mark. Yeah, interesting stuff from Mark. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. You're listening to Bloomberg Business of Sports on Bloomberg Radio around the world and online where you get your podcasts. <laughs>